The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you comfortable discussing money and your personal wealth? If not, where would you start? Is it money and your family, money and charitable contributions, or business and personal wealth? This is Conversations with Money, featuring your hosts, Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our show is about real people talking about money. You will develop a better understanding about your conversations with money and also hopefully develop some new habits to make conversations about money easier. Now, here is Franco and Marissa. Welcome to Conversations with Money. I'm your host, Franco Caligiuri. And I'm your host, Marissa Sipolinski. In today's episode, in today's show, we're, we're going to work off of a, a previous show that we had uh, because we had great uh, response to it. And, and people asked, okay, you, you raise a child from birth to age 18, and, and we, we talked about the financial obligations and the mentality that goes into, into the uh, costs of raising a child. We gave, we gave tips. And the financial responsibility. We talked a lot about taking responsibility as the adult that's raising the child and being cohesive with your partner so that you're on the same page and then modeling those behaviors to your child and raising them with, you know, you and your partner on the same page, but also teaching them the value of money. And I know something that you and I talked about after that show and then after some feedback and some interest on the topic and understanding the importance of really helping your children see the value in money so that there isn't that sense of entitlement and ideally putting a stop on those temper tantrums, which we see so often, uh, was really strengthening the importance of building that value uh, and, and teaching it and modeling it correctly. And that's when we started talking about what after, what about after 18? What about after that stage? And that's when you and I started talking about, well, there are other stages. Why don't we talk about them? And so today's uh, show is titled Life Cycle of Your Finances. Mm-hmm. What happens in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s? Yeah, I feel like we kind of got a sense from that episode uh, on what happens in your 0 to 18. Right, yeah, because each stage is different. Right. We like to, to, at Capital Corps, we like to look at it as your decades. Yeah. So what decade are you in? Yeah, and it's interesting, too, when we put it out this way, when you and I started looking at it, it's kind of, you know, are you, I'm curious now when I meet you, I'm like, hmm, you're ahead of the game, you're behind the game. And, you know, I think we all have that going in our head, that that voice of, shoot, I'm in my 30s or I'm in my 40s and I haven't even started saving or, or I'm in my 20s. I've, I've met with 20-year-olds that are like, oh, my God, I'm behind the, I'm behind the ball, I haven't started yet. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, are yeah, you kidding? I've met mean? with And I've met with 40-year-olds that haven't started saving yet. So I don't really know. If that exists anymore, that whole expectation of being in a certain place financially at a certain point in your life. But but there are there is a life cycle in the sense that we do have different needs. We do have different things to consider in planning as we get older. So ideally, let's use today to talk about it. 
Yeah, so let's start. <laughs> let's start with our twenties. So in our twenties, what what typically happens in our twenties? Okay, well, I'm going to go back to my twenties. When I in my twenties, I was oh, the show's about you. Yes, <laughs> I think I, I used that. The show's about Marissa. Okay. Tell us about your twenties. In my twenties, I was. And Melissa, no, but- <laughs> Melissa, chime in whenever you want to talk about your because tw- you are in your twenties. In my twenties, I was coming out of university. Uh, it was my first really time in my life. I mean, I, I moved out of home. When at did 19, you graduate? And at twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, I took a four-year university. So that's typical. So that's I'd people. say that's pretty typical. Twenty-one, twenty-two. Some people a year or two later. Unless some you're people t- travel for pursuing a year. Pursuing your MBA or yeah, yeah, yeah. PhD. So. So that was really my first was getting my feet in the ground on understanding how to live on your own. You know, I moved out of the house at 19 and then I went away for you university. You lived on campus? Yep, I did. And then, uh, yeah, so it was fun. <laughs> now, did you have, did you have any comprehension paid? about what no, to no. do with managing my money with living at home? Well, who paid living for out it? At home? Who paid for it? Uh, I, I partially did and my parents partially did. They so put, what does that mean? 50 50? Pretty much for the first few years, and then I paid for it towards the end. They had okay. put some money aside, and I'm very, very grateful because had they not done that, I probably wouldn't have gone to Western University. It was expensive with you, with the uh, cost of living, and the residence cost, the food, the school, the cost of the actual school, um, and then obviously there's extracurricular, et cetera. So, yeah, I don't think if my parents wouldn't have committed in you know 20 years prior to saving for me, I guess 18, 19 years prior. Well, just like uh, that, that was a show big, we yeah, talked about, about my saving. parents. Yeah, well, saving as parents, saving right. for each other. But I, I remember also mentioning in that so that it's a high value that. for my parents, my academic uh, and anything scholastic related. And I'm super grateful for that because had that not okay. been, so you didn't I, suffer affluenza. No, no, no. <laughs> they made me. I, I worked. They didn't make me, but I worked through high school. I had two jobs, and I worked through university full time, which was very helpful because it helped. You're me. You're a bartender. I was. I was. <laughs> At the university bar, though, and I talked. It's talking to people. It's customer service. Okay, so so for a lot of people, yes, that start with the university route. Uh huh. It's kind of like life. You know, like, have you ever played the game of life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where when you first start the game, mm-hmm. what are your options? Either start university, get into debt. Yeah. I think it was like forty thousand. You had to pay five thousand interest. Yeah. Or you can start a career. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Looks it's like coming back, back to me. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, totally so, back so, so you chose, like I think a lot of people do. They they chose the you chose the university route. Yeah. And so they, they have I, to get debt. So you actually didn't have to get any student debt. No, I. But a lot of people remember. do. I think I might have had a line of credit with like five thousand that I played with back and forth, okay. where I got it and then I paid it off and I got it and I paid it off. But I was always working. I worked very hard. I worked. I remember four or five nights a week in university. But I also liked. I liked doing things like I liked, uh, and I had a. I remember I had a. I liked to spend my money, but I also really wanted money. I remember being very eager. My early twenties is when I first started seeing the capacity to earn money, and you're like, okay, I have no school. It's the first time in your life where you have no school. But do you think a lot of people actually develop that? So I come. We've come across a lot of people that are just coming out of university that the concept of money still is very foreign. Yeah, I think that's probably something that. Yeah, I think that's dependent on the person. But I remember very clearly coming on and being excited to earn money and have all my time. Because prior to that, you're like, you've got school. Right. You know, your 18 to 22 chunk is school. And now, 100% of your time, you can be earning money. And that was an exciting period. I remember that being an exciting period. I do think that there's a lot of people that come out, though, at that point and that are also 
not sure. I mean, there's people in their 30s and 40s that still don't necessarily know what their career path is. Well, let's stay in this decade of 20s. 20s, yeah. Let's just stay there. We're so, staying there. You're so, going to have to keep so, <laughs> so people are in their early 20s are, are coming out of university. Mm-hmm. And for major, majority of people, they actually have debt. And I think the average student debt um, here in Canada is about thirty dollars to $40,000. Yeah, and that's excluding mortgage debt. It's actually thirty. It's twenty between twenty eight and thirty two. And, and so that's why I said thirty. Thirty to forty. <laughs> you just gotta listen to. What I, was I did. There. I did. Uh, you just want to yeah, pipe in with my right with my statistics <laughs> with yours. So 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 a lot of people are just getting out of university either with uh, with debt or if they're fortunate enough that their parents did have that foresight and did set money aside um, through whatever saving vehicle to, right. to to give to their kids. Now entering. Well, a lot of people either they'll they'll take a year off or they'll travel before they enter the workforce, or they, for a lot of people, they do enter the workforce. Yeah, and and so now they're looking to to establish a career or establish a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, are they financially fit? Are they financially stable in the twenties? So, so someone that's in their twenties, are they financially stable? No, I'd say the twenties is generally. I know I wasn't. No, I'd say it's more finding your way. I'd say 20s is sort of the experimental stage of figuring out what you're good at. You know, what's your highest earning capacity? What's a thing that you do that you can make money at that you enjoy doing? I like to think of that. That's kind of when we assess through that and figure that out. Yeah, because I didn't uh, really figure it out or find myself in a position where, yeah, this is something I'm going to be doing long term. Probably not until 27, 28. Really? This is what I started, 22. I came out and I went right into this, but... Well, sorry, what do you mean? For I'm a financial advisor. Okay. Yeah, as a financial advisor. Yeah, for our listeners that really can't, don't know who you right, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's pretty common. We, you, 27, you said, 20, I, like I said, I talked to well, people. Well, I was working, I, I've been working since I was 16, but oh, no, I didn't no, no. really I'm, fully understand what no, I, I know wanted. That. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right. But what that was, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't, I was testing many things right as i look back now but i will say looking back myself as well when i think about what was driving me and like my understanding of money and my habits with money in my 20s they were generally i'll i'll just call it clumsy uh i i I managed to have money because I, i wanted to always i was a hard worker i will say that but i didn't actually really understand money when i know about how much when i know about it now makes me realize that I didn't really understand it then. I was just always making sure I had more than what I spent. And it was, it was sort of on that. So if we were to um, provide a tip, because both you and I are well beyond. Well, really just... <laughs> Not me. I'm, well I'm, beyond. I'm, I'm one decade removed. You're half a de- decade yeah. removed. Uh, without disclosing so how agents. can we... So if we were to give a, a tip to the people that are in their 20s and are listening uh, or in the future listening in... What what is that one tip that we could provide? Can I start? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> for me, immediately would be if I was to go back and uh, back in time mm-hmm. and confront myself. What would you do differently? I would. I would. What I would say to myself is, yeah. "You're you're trying too many things. Oh yeah. Enjoy the process, and don't worry about money, but be good at budgeting. Hmm. Master yeah. that." Just master that one thing because mm-hmm. everything else, it doesn't matter how much you earn because if you can master money, everything else will be taken care of. That's what I would I give to myself. How about you? What would you say to yourself? 
That's so interesting. I, I didn't know you were going to ask this. What would I say to myself in my 20s about Come on. money? I, you got to know me by now. I, know. This is no, I, I didn't I have thought about this. I hadn't thought about this. Yeah. Um, interesting. I, I, I'm not going to use your answer because that's your answer, but I would, I would echo that. I mean, I w- would say the same for myself. I had no concept of budgeting. Wasn't taught it in school. We weren't taught about uh, – I didn't have any financial literacy courses or anything like that. I mean, I took accounting and all the financial courses for business, but I had no – we're never talking about budgeting. So that would have been an amazing tool. If I have a child in their 20s, that would be something I would want to introduce beforehand. But if it was a parent – listening that has a 20, somebody in their 20s, it's a good thing to talk about. It's a good thing to become uh, fluent with. I think I would, probably, I would probably say to myself in my 20s to connect with my meaning on money. I would ask myself, what does money mean? Like, what do I make, what do I make money mean? Uh, because I think it drove a lot of behaviors, a lot of behaviors, uh, things that I thought I wanted that I kept chasing. Uh, because of a meaning that I had on these things and money and what it represented to me that I wasn't clear on until my 30s. So I think I think getting clear on that, being more objective. I think it's hard to be objective because it's our first time. There's like a stage where you're first out of the house, you're first time oh, you're it's old, freedom. And you can spend your money. It's like defiance against all those years of not being able to control everything yourself. It's like, I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, and I'm going to use money to buy the things I want. And it doesn't even make sense, but I'm going to buy them anyways, you know? So I would go back to myself probably and say really under, you know, what does money really mean? Let's get more objective and less like I just want it because I want it. Okay. Moving on to our 30s. Well, let's jump in the decade that you're in. Yeah, this is my last decade. I can explain my experience (laughs) on. I don't want to jump any further. Um, Jump, jump, jump. Okay, what what are we going to do? So So what happens? 30s. Talk to me. So in 30s – it's a decade that that I just uh, went through myself, and and you're in it. You're 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 right in the smack middle of it. So remember, <laughs> smack every, every, middle, smack of. right in the middle, <laughs> in between. So what 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 have you observed so far in your thirties? Um, <clears throat> We're going to be going to a break fairly shortly, so but don't go let, let's, let's try, on. let's actually finish up we with the thirties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say thirties for, for me was when I really started to take responsibility, started to see the ripple effect way. of my behaviors of, of behaviors. I think the thirties was the first time I started to see how my behaviors were. It's funny. We were talking about yesterday or not yesterday. We were talking about a few weeks ago about the modeling and how our behaviors are we have to be very conscious of them because others are watching as an example, like when you're raising children and the children are modeling it. Um, and to be aware of your own behaviors around money. And I remember I started to see this in my behaviors around uh, the way I would re- interact with money and uh, not taking responsibility in the same way that I knew I should, but because I felt like I could make certain, you know, not so responsible decisions with my money, I would. And then I would see the effects in other people around me also making not so financially responsible decisions. Does that make sense? Yes. And so I think my early 30s is when I first started. And even now I'm still learning. Like I've talked to you about another situation where I was, I'm just learning the importance of me. You're like, how much time do we have? I see your face. I know exactly where you're going. How much time? How (laughs) The importance of me being responsible with my money is greater than just my bank account. And I think that in the roles that we have, especially working with people and helping people understand money, for me, that was a big thing that's really hit home in the 30s. So what did you mean there by, by 
uh, not just your own bank account. What did you mean? Well, I think it affects our partners. It affects our... Okay. I, so so in your 30s, you, you start, uh, you actually are in a relationship, think, uh, you're yeah. with a partner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. now it's, it's beyond just yourself. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. Now is the... I think this is probably... Um, the stage in our lives where a lot of us start settling down. Um, some, you know, it's funny. I think back to our parents where they settle down in their twenties. A lot of us, as in now, are settling down in our thirties. Yeah, it's, it's a new so reality. So it's changed, and yeah. so in our thirties is the first time where you start to really blend things. You start to share money. You start, even if it's just living together, you're still there's a connection there financially. Uh, you start to discuss children. You start to have children. You start to have things that you're saving towards as partners. Um, I think your goals change. You know, in your 30s, you start thinking about a family, whereas in your 20s, it's not, you're thinking about more things. I Well, even having fun. Uh, in my 20s, I just want to have fun. Yeah. Uh, in my 30s, still had that inkling. I still had that mm-hmm. urge. of still wanting to have yeah. fun. But it looks different. It, it is different. And, yeah. and it, it, something happens. I, I find that uh, what I found is I started to, to look at uh, responsibility. Yeah. I actually started looking at that. And start realizing in the later 30s that I am not, I am not Superman. Yeah. You're not Superman? What the? I may look like. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I totally I want to crop Superman's face onto the picture of you and me for conversations with money for just this episode. Just this episode. <laughs> so, oh, geez. You start to, to, to get a sense of mortality. Yeah. You and had all three children in your 30s too. Yes. I guess that probably changed a lot. Well, And, and I had um, – I actually had uh, a dentist, my mm-hmm. dentist. Uh, when I turned 30, mm-hmm. I invited him out to a party. I had a big party mm-hmm. and I didn't know you then. So sorry that you weren't I wasn't invited. wasn't invited. It's okay. And he sent me an email saying, sorry, I can't make it because um, he was starting up his family. So I understand now why mm-hmm. <laughs> he couldn't make it. But – but he gave me advice. He said, if I can give you one piece of advice, this, this is going to be your best decade. Hmm. And what he said, and this obviously stuck with me because I still remember it. He said that don't worry about money. Um, focus on your, your business, your career, because by the time you, you, you finish your, your 30s, it basically sets your life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that. We're going to go on a break. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about it on the, on other, the other side. On the other side. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero. Again, that's one eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial dot com. Now back to conversations with money. Welcome back. I'm your host Franco Calajuri, and I'm your host Marissa Sepulinski. Uh, before we went on the break, we were talking about our life cycle um, with finances and with money in our thirties. How it relates. Yeah. Yeah. So, the thirties. The decade as we get into the 30s and, and what it's like. And I was just sharing with you uh, a piece of advice that a dentist had given to me when I had turned 30. And he said that uh, before the break, I had mentioned that he had said that the 30s will 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 determine mm-hmm. how you'll you'll be set financially for us your life. Mm-hmm. And here I am, 41 now, and I still remember that yeah. 11 years ago. And it still and it resonates with me because he was right. It, it was it was amazing advice, and it doesn't mean that that I can't change the future. Right. But what I find now that I am in my forties, I'm kind of we're kind of crossing over the forties. But what I've found found so far in my forties is that that I have the energy, but the thought of trying something new, it just seems quite tiring. Oh yeah. It, and I don't know if that makes sense. You mean in terms of career starting? Like yeah, if you were to start or just, just even thought the thought of that. Yeah, is exactly. It's like, yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. And so I can see that. But but doesn't mean I don't have ambition for investments, like as an investor for myself. Oh, no, no. Right? For sure. But in terms of what he was just saying there yeah. is that, like, for the rest of my life, I, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's great advice, too. And I think – I remember I had a professor in uh, – in university that, that pulled me aside that I, in one of my business classes and he, he was an amazing mentor for me. And I remember he, I was in my, I was 21 years old and I remember he was very much like whichever route you decide to take with, you know, your, your skill set uh, in this, whichever route you decide to take, just, you know, pick the one that you enjoyed the most and, and commit to it and don't worry about the money right away because it'll work itself out and just be, you know, commit, commit full a hundred percent, and go, and uh, and I remember not fully understanding, and I and, and I get it when I think back to the way I was in my early twenties and late teens. You don't really understand commitment. You jump from thing to thing. You start projects. You don't finish projects. I I mean that was that's an extremely tough pro- tough habit to stop. So it's very easy, I imagine, to start careers, change, jump, you know, move from thing to thing. And I remember now looking back, I finally understand what he was really saying. And he was really like, pick something, commit to it, and it'll work itself out if you really 100% commit. But I, and I think that's true. When you commit to something that you enjoy, you make it work. 
You know, even if it takes a while for the money to start coming in, once it starts coming in, it'll come in because you're you're planting the seed, you're working at building it. So that's why in your 20s, don't worry about money. Yeah. And, so yeah. just like the advice I gave is that don't just work on the budget. But I want to be clear. Money. I want to be clear. To say don't worry about money could be misconstrued. I don't want it to be don't worry about money, don't know your numbers. You're saying obviously the strength no. of knowing your numbers Absolutely. and budgeting. But don't worry about money isn't necessarily like just spend whatever you want either. Well, what I'm, what, but just to continue to add to what I was going to say mm-hmm. is that don't worry about the money because mm-hmm. I, I, I took jobs just because of the money. Mm-hmm. And so if we take a look at what, what is the more important longer term picture, right. if, you're, if I learned and actually developed those habits of right. money management and right. really understood how money works and the tool of it. And not take on those jobs, mm-hmm. which distracted me from other things I could have pursued. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying to people just not work at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the, the choice I would have made would have been different. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. And, and I held on to things that were way too long. I 100% agree. And if you ever read any of those articles from people that are, you know, there's people who get sick early and they work their butts off or uh, the people who, you know – the major CEOs, the super successful ones, are never chose their career path because of money. They chose something they believed in, and money was an effect of the hard work because of something they believed in. That comes after. And, you know, a lot of the times in those letters from people who end up, you know, uh, getting sick earlier in life or middle of their career, always say they wish they didn't choose the money path. They wish they chose what they really loved, or they wish they follow your passion, don't follow the money, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that's a good point to touch on is I think that there's a bit of confusion on that when, you know, especially in your 20s where you're not 100% confident about what you want to move into, which for is, is common for a lot of people. It would be easy to choose the route that seems to be the most, uh, the quickest way of getting money, which isn't always the best long term. So, so, so in our 30s, mm-hmm. we're, we're now getting into... Um, hmm. newer, if I can say that, newer mm-hmm. commitments yeah. uh, or firming up commitments or, or getting into a relationship. We, we may be yeah. married. We may be having kids now. We may have a house. We may have uh, a place that does so mortgage. We have fixed expenses. We actually right. have fixed costs that, that become harder for us to, to walk away from. Mm-hmm. You know, In our 20s, we don't have that. But in our 30s, we start building that up. We start actually putting roots in, into a community or into a career or a business, and, and we start establishing those fixed right. commitments that, that we have. Mm-hmm. And in our 30s, we're probably pretty set also in terms of type of employment path that we've taken to, in terms of what our expertise is or, or type of businesses. Or maybe we've had a business that failed, mm-hmm. and we're starting another business. Or, or uh, you got laid off, and maybe you're going into another, um, another job. So I think in their 30s, we're really starting to cement that, what our future will look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's funny. I see people, some people go through their career path in the financial and there's that confusion as they follow the thing that brings in money and then they figure out in their 30s. I've met with people in their 40s that that are like, I'm done. I don't actually enjoy what I'm doing. I was doing it for the money and my heart's not in and I, I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing it. So... Well, I think that's where the the terminology of of midlife crisis comes in. Uh, it's not just driving the fancy car. 
No. <laughs> Remember it that? It was quite empty. That's my image of the midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. Man in the, the sports, sports red gar. You know what I'm talking about? So. <laughs> yes. Go back while you're in your mid-30s. Yes. What would I say so to my early you say, 30s? What would you say to your early 30s? So you just turned 30. You're, you're, you're at that birthday party that you just turned 30. What did I do And you bump into yourself birthday. and you oh, stop yourself. Uh-huh. What would you say? I was on a boat. I remember this very clearly. Okay, you're swimming up. Onto the <laughs> yeah, boat. yeah, yeah. I was definitely not swimming, but I would probably, I would probably have have told myself it's the same stuff actually that even in the twenties, but I would have strengthened it. Like, take responsibility for your money. Take responsibility for your money. Act responsibly. Um, know your numbers. You know, just to grow up, Marissa talk to myself I would probably give myself in a very friendly compassionate way you know really take responsibility with with your with your money I think there was still a lot of excitement and lack of understanding of my emotional meaning around money and I know I had to do a lot of personal development work to really understand what I made money mean before I could see clearly or see money more objectively so I think I probably would have reminded myself at that stage of my life that it's it's not about the money not about the money. <laughs> I had that same feeling to break into a song like, just like that. You're like, don't ever sing again. <laughs> Keep going. No, I won't. But yeah, I think I would have probably like, I probably would have helped myself get more objective. Same sort of, you know, and just and start the process as early as possible. What do you mean? What what process? The process of getting clear on money, budgeting, knowing your numbers. You know, I also went through a stage where I didn't want to open bills or I just thought if I don't open it, it'll go away or <laughs> you kept something under the, you know, it, it, like it, I remember dealing with tax stuff and this stuff and just stuff I didn't really understand and I didn't take the time to understand. So I just left it in a pile and it took me having to fail and having that uncomfortable feeling of, I don't understand this and I can either always run from it or it's time I stop and look at it. And it's funny, I had I had a few experiences where I stopped and looked at it and actually tried to understand and sat there and tore apart the tax sta- like the statements and the pieces and realized that the numbers don't have to change for me to feel better, but it actually feels so much better if I really go through it line by line and take responsibility for this statement, take responsibility for this expense, take responsibility for... You know, even if it's just a simple form or statement that I was given, I don't have to do anything, but I didn't understand it before. I think I started to grow up with the way that I understood money. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, and that was largely encouraged by you because you kept pushing me on that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think it's important to say that I wasn't like that for a very long time. But the numbers didn't have to change, but just me doing that helped me feel more self-esteem around money, helped me feel more in control of my money because I understood it better. How about you? That was a lot of information from Marissa. <laughs> well, what, what you're saying there is, is something that I realized in the second part of my 30s. And, and, and I think that's where it came from, from me actually pushing you in those areas because I started to learn through I have greater responsibility now that I, that I chose to, 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 um, to take on. Did you and, just interrupt me for a second? When you say you started to see it in your later part, or pardon me, you said in your 30s you started to see it. So was it when your family started to get bigger? 30s. Yeah, second part of 30s, yes. Uh, and things became a lot more real. Right. You, you, you can choose to run away from your obligations. Yeah. And I actually start to really understand 
this may sound bad, but I started to understand how people run away to right. like, yeah, yeah, to like the Cayman and, Islands or something. And, and, and that, look, I had no, I wasn't going to do that. And Carrie, if you're listening, <laughs> that's not what <laughs> I was going to do. Your husband was not at flight. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's interesting. You start as we get older, we start to understand certain things. When we were younger, oh, we go, how could someone do that? Hundred percent. And you go. I can see how people can get overwhelmed yeah. financially and emotionally. Run. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that I had that experience of feeling pieces of that, that I had that experience of not opening the mail, that I had the experience of not knowing the numbers because I can, I don't make those people bad now when we sit in the room. I don't have judgment on no. it. I'm able to say, I because, get it. Yeah, I've done it too. It. I've done it too. But, but in an amazing world, let's, let's start our thirties as much as possible and so and evolve that. And so from there, what I realized is that I got to take greater responsibility mm-hmm. on knowing things. I can't, I can't leave something unsettled. Right. Because that will grow into something bigger. Right. And I got so many other things to take care of and think about that I can't in the future, in six months or a year, a couple of years down the road, have that come out and be right. even bigger. And then have to pull back into that because I have greater priorities that I want to participate in such as kids sports kids activities uh time with my wife you know the episode that we had with with david and sarah from dirty apron you you you, uh i re-listened to it and it was quite cute because when i said dates you're it was almost like a foreign thing for you (laughs) date when you're married yeah but those type of things if i want that time i need to take care of things that's why for me i commit to a budget i commit to knowing everything when i the there's a piece of paper in my hand. I commit to taking care of it now. How old were you, do you think, when you started the budgeting? Well, we start. Well, Carrie started it when we first got married. It was 2003. Because that's something that she started when she was a kid. Oh, okay. And it was, I would say, probably four or five years after that okay. we started to really understand how to work on it together. Okay. And, you know, because I've said it many times on the show that it, take, it can take a while until you finally start to find a rhythm. That works for both of you. And, and so if I was to go back, you ask, what would I say? What I would say to myself is, don't take life too seriously. Huh. Okay. Try to say no to things that really aren't going to matter. Okay. Everything will be worked out as long as you take responsibility and ownership on it. Right. So, so be careful on what you commit to and say yes to. Oh, God, that is something I would tell myself, too. <laughs> I learned probably at 33, maybe maybe even yesterday, to say no. <laughs> so, and that's why I would give myself yeah. my advice in the 20s of really understand your numbers, become a master at managing money, because right. that will translate itself to its in the 30s. And throughout the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I'd even t- I'd add to that even to understand your time and the value of your time on top of that. Because it's similarly to in that episode where Absolutely. we're talking about knowing value your numbers so that you know how much is allocated. If your kids want to do soccer, hockey, whatever sports, you know, okay, I've got 500 set aside for this budget. You're asking me for 300. That falls within the budget. Yes. So you know your numbers and you can make it work. Um, it's the same with this in terms of commitments. You're talking about learn to say no. Uh, or you didn't actually hear that. I said that. You said, you know, make sure you commit to the things that align and, and fulfill it responsibly. But I think also knowing your numbers and knowing your time and the value of your time, you choose more responsibly and choose only what you can actually take on opposed to I went through a stage where I said yes to everything and then would feel overwhelmed and I would actually not do any of them to a completion. 
or I would do them and then I'd burn out and then I couldn't do anything for a month. So I think that was a lesson I learned. And it's also money related because our time is our most, our ability to earn is our most valuable asset. So our time is, you know, a lot of money. Anyways, that's my thought. <laughs> that was very cute. These are things. A lot of money. These are things I'm learning money. still. But we're just going to have of that course, song. We course. should have that song really. We will there. continue to learn until we're no longer around. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the beauty of it. But so in their 30s, I think we're starting to, to firm up what our life is, is, mm-hmm. is going to be like. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is really starting to work with your partner on money too and figuring out. Yeah, like, if you, you even, were somebody. Yeah. If, but if, if not, I think you start to really understand yourself too. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think that's a whole other test of your understanding yourself and your money and your money behaviors is moving in with your partner for the first time <laughs> hypothetically. Oh. <laughs> so, are you experience right now? Yes. Well let's let's talk about our forties. Okay. Uh-huh. We're gonna jump right into the forties. Jump right into the forties. Well we have a break in thirty seconds. We Should do. we pause at the end of thirties and talk about forties on the way back? Well, with our forties because on our way back. We are not well, I am. I'm, yeah, I'm now you're in your 40s. 40, so I'm 41. I so want to just ask early you 40s. questions. So what, what's it been like? Well, I'm going to tell you. After the break. After the break. <laughs> We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call one 866 472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back. Uh, now, let's talk about our 40s. I don't have any experience in my 40s, Rango, but I know you do, so this is on you. <laughs> so if you were to go into the future, no, I won't go there. Yeah. I well, feel I'm like 41. actually, you know what? I'll, I'll tell after you tell your thing. I'll I'll share what I would probably say to my forties self if I could go into the future. So you go first. That's a very interesting concept, but <laughs> <coughs> but I'm in the same boat as you. Okay. 
being new, 41. New into the 40s. Yeah, and and I, I'm still fresh off of what, what I've been learning in my 30s and really looking at, I mean, beyond the the physical appearances that start to, you start to notice mm-hmm. and, and, and starting to notice the uh, certain body aches that, that oh, start now, to... Oh, now, now, you've aged well. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's just, I find that as I, I'll do certain activities in sports and I, there's a lot of people, I actually, I was watching UFC Dan Henderson, who mm-hmm. is 44 years old. So those of you who are UFC fans, mm-hmm. uh, it's MMA uh, fighting. 44 years old. He was in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a week ago, and and he won his his his, uh, his match. But 44 years old. You know, he's three years older than me. I was just I was just watching him. Mm-hmm. And I went 44 years old. I mean, it's all mental, totally. right? But I do notice as I'll play soccer, you know, with the boys, and and the next day I was like, oh, a little bit more sore than a little more a little more sore, yeah. Uh, but in terms of finances. What I'm finding now is I actually look at it because I go mentally I, you know, once in a while, I'll pause and I'll think about this. And I go, wow, another 40 years and I'll be 80. Hmm. And 40 years, so 80 well, years old. That's so weird. I get weirded yeah, out. Yeah, and, 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 and that. you start thinking that, wow, I, I potentially could be halfway through my life. <sighs> right? And I don't mean to sound morbid here, but no, I get it, it. it's just, you know, those type of thoughts. Like I wouldn't have thought in my 20s. That seems so far, like 40 years old, 41. I thought was so far away mentally. I go, wow, I got so much time before, you know, before I'm that. And, and now I start to see life in a different way. And that's why I said to you in my 30s, I was like, my, my, you know, the second part of my 30s, I started to realize that mortality, you start hearing people that, that heart attack or, or um, you know, they pass away. Mm-hmm. And they're like 44, 45. They go, I'm not that far away. I know somebody died on doing the gross grind, which is a hike, obviously, locally here. In BC. 55 years old, a heart attack, yesterday. Uh, it's not. Yeah, so a, that's 14 years away from me. That's crazy. Right. And so I start to take a look. I find that uh, I start to really look at, and I can imagine myself as I progress here, and, and mm-hmm. I, man, I plan to live till I'm 100, right? Uh, but I start <laughs> to look at the foods I eat. When I was younger, I used to be like, oh, I, I'm going to eat candy all the time. I'm going to, you know, um, going right. out fast. Like, that wasn't a concern. But now, it, even in your 30s, you, you, even 20s, you know, I find a lot more people are more conscious with the eat. But self-restraint. And I find that even with finances, too. Mm-hmm. I start to realize that, and, and it was a couple of years ago where, where it's like, I made this connection. Like, wow, I, I have no interest now of actually just going and buying something just for the sake of buying it. Mm-hmm. And well, now it's actually the stroller. Remember, right? The, I know. The stroller, I sorry. thought about the stroller as soon as you said that. But it's interesting. No, but that, unless it serves a value that's aligned with your values. And, and I find that that I'm seeking now ways to to make things easier. If that makes sense, yeah. 100%. I hope that, that that comes across the right way. Yeah. Where, and, and and I find that it is easier to say no to things because so you I don't have that much capacity. Right. To so be able to do everything. To do everything. So it's like you make decisions based on will this make my life easier? Will this add value based on that? Will it f- 
It feels like you make decisions on, will this free up time? Will this make my experience more comfortable? Opposed to if, you know, you have the same two items and one looks more sparkly, you don't, you no longer are in a stage of your life where you would go for the sparkly one if it doesn't add any value in terms of time efficiency or a better experience of yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and, and also, which I think is I'm something that, think. yeah, I think you get caught up with earlier in life. Not you, but just people just in general. general. And, and I find that I am paying a lot more attention to mm-hmm. um, financial safety. Okay. Meaning that in my 20s and 30s, I had no problem with taking on leverage. So boring money to invest. Right. I find now. It's I not add, as attractive it, it's to you? Not at all. Interesting. Because. When did that start? Literally in your 40s? I'd say, yeah, probably a year ago. Huh. And because now I see it as. I actually want more of that safety because so I know that you had a show with Ali about men versus women, but I think that men, uh, what what men are really looking for on top of that is significance too. Right. Right. Where uh, women, if I can say this, are looking a little bit more for security, but with that significance, as as I find that um, as as men get older, that uh, and and right in if if uh, you feel I'm off base, so all the men out there, but on top of the significance is that security because mm-hmm. now it's just not, I, I'm not looking out just for myself for retirement. It's even for my wife and even with kids, you know, I want to help them out. I want to, what would I do and how much money would I need to, to help them out? You know, in the, in the show that we did on raising a child from, from birth to 18, 18 and, and was it teens, uh, tweens, uh, babies, teens, tweens, be- babies, tweens and teens and money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We were the only ones. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's just for education. And they answer, what, 245000 to raise them. But then, you know, setting money aside for education. But then also you want to help them out too. Mm-hmm. So I start, I'm noticing I'm, I'm thinking more of those things. Mm-hmm. And potentially even grandkids. That's funny, eh? You know, wow. 41. But it's those type of things I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. But now you start to look at it and go, wow, that, I mean, that's the reality. Yeah. My oldest, he's, he's eight, not that. I mean, that's many years down the road before, you know, if, Hopefully if, they, if, they, if they, if they, if they, um, choose to have children. Cho- yeah. But that's something that, you know, you start to think about. I, I find I am thinking about. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'm far far off with people who are in their in their forties, uh, because then you're you're as you're approaching fifty, now you're looking at it going, Well, how much more do I want to be working the way that I am? Mm-hmm. And you start looking at options of can I still be working and, and what capacity is that? And and what's more important, you know, that travel I've been thinking about, do I want to be doing that? Because we have clients that are in their 40s, late 40s, and they actually are really looking at and We have some clients that, that have taken their assets, sold it, and they're just off around the world. Mm-hmm. They're in their 40s. And, but you ask somebody in their 20s, they don't have assets <laughs> to do that. Right. In their 30s, they're just you know, getting those assets. And in your 40s, you start to look at, okay, what really is important here? Or you continue on with building on those assets. Right, which explains why it's funny. I have a client who I remember being, being a bit confused when she uh, was telling me about just selling everything and going on a trip around the world. How old uh, was this client? I believe late 40s. Late 40s. Maybe early 50s. And uh, I just remember thinking like, huh? Like you're not supposed to do that. That's what you do when you're 20. Thinking like you take the year off to travel before university or after university. And it felt so... But it, it wasn't. It was really her value for her and her husband. Well, just think of this. You, you've worked for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
and you start, well, sorry, I interrupted, yeah, but no. just that thought crossed my mind. You worked for 20 years and you mm-hmm. go, geez, the thought of another 20 years. Yeah. Starts to get, it's sort of mentally sounds exhausting. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I could see that. I mean, I think I think we all go through the stages at different times. It's funny. We're talking about 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, all these, you know, decades having different themes and different, you know, levels of understanding around money and responsibility with money. But I really think at the end of the day, we all make our own path with this. You know, I, I, you see some people go through with something at 50s, which some people go through in their 20s. Some people never take responsibility with their money. Some people, it's on their 30th birthday. Uh, I think, you know, some people don't have children. Some people do have children. People have children when they're 18. People have children when they're 40 now. So I, it's funny because I, I do think that these are general General, they are. They don't take it as uh, no, no, this no, is no, exactly no. the way that. But going it's to be very much, and you and I come yeah. from very different backgrounds. But yet we, you know, similar, very similar, similar experiences with money, and we've all gone through our own processes of learning, you know, what money means and what our relationship with money is like for us, and then. You know, you now have the experience of seeing the effects of your relationship with not just your wife's, but you have three children that will be modeling your behavior. So, and I'm just learning the importance of, you know, building a a relationship with money in a partnership and living with my boyfriend for the first time and how that looks in my 30s and how you work on that in a cohesive manner. So, yeah, it's interesting because I'm wondering as you're talking, like, what's it going to be like for me when I'm, you know, in my 40s and how will my relationship evolve? And I like to think that I'll just keep working on the things I'm working on now, which is really getting a sense of understanding everything that's going on around me financially so that I understand the numbers. You know, I hope to be a little bit ahead of the game in that stage of my life so that I know every, I understand it. I might not be, you know, hands in everything, but at least I understand it. Um and and I'd probably just say, like, ideally acting more so than not responsible in all of my financial transactions and modeling a behavior that, you know, hopefully at that point I'd like to have children and that, that they would see as responsible. I think a lot of the behaviors that we do in our 20s are very much related to what we saw as children. It's our first time out of the house and we can do whatever we want. And usually we're either defying what we saw our parents do or what they said we couldn't do or doing exactly what they did. And some people do that in their 20s, some people do in their 30s, some people do in their 40s. So now, jumping ahead here, what, what, ha- to what, the 50s? what happens in your 50s? Well, We both don't have experience we, in this, but we have experience working with a lot of people we, in their 50s. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the experience has been um, is that they're not looking at taking a risk. Mm-hmm. It's really rare that we come across uh, – families, individuals that are in their 50s that, that they want to take on risk. They actually want to pay down debt. They, they, they want to be sure and understand do they have enough. So the assets that they've accumulated and have, will it be enough for them to understand what their red line is? Mm-hmm. Red line? Red line, red do you line. say, Franco? <laughs> do you know what red line is? No. Like so bottom line? line? Okay. So red line, knowing that the assets that you have will be able to support you with the income that you desire after tax and and factoring inflation, which we like to use 3%. So whatever point that they choose to, to actually stop mm-hmm. uh, trading time for money mm-hmm. so that the, the income dries up mm-hmm. either from sale of business or close it down or stopping employment. Mm-hmm. So from that point, 
So let's take an example, H60. That asset or assets that they have will maintain that income for the rest of their life. Okay. So that red line should be above their asset base. Mm. If it's below, that means that you have none left. <laughs> and, and our experience has been that in the people in their 50s want to know that. And many people don't. Many people don't know that. And once they get into their 60s, now they really want to take and, – and, and, and a lot of people, that they accept their position. Right. Either they have the assets or they don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously – I mean, you, you talk, to, talk with somebody in their early 60s and, you know, the typical retirement assumption is 65. Uh, if they come in without a retirement plan and without funds in place, there's not usually a situation of, okay, what, what are we going to do? It's really this is where I'm at and I'm just going to make it work, uh, which is kind of – you know, it's, a, it's always a challenging conversation when you're sitting there with somebody who you know isn't one where they want to be, but the unfortunate situation is that you didn't talk about it sooner. You're only talking about now, which is why I always try to push people and challenge them on coming in in their 20s and 30s and even if it's in their 40s better. And people, you know, you have conversations with people sometimes where they say, I don't want to come in because I'm so, I've I'm so far behind. No, get in. Let's have a conversation. Even if it's not with us, with somebody, build a plan. Even if it's in your 40s and 50s, you're not in your 60s yet. You've got time. If people took that challenge, if people took that challenge of being pushed to do more. Not everybody wants it. I think you have to be ready. I think oh, I've worked with people so before. So the right mindset. Yeah, it's the right mindset. So, you know, and I think that's probably the big takeaway, even for myself today, thinking about this as we, as we, you know, kind Come of wrap up this conversation yeah. is really wherever you are in this cycle, take action on making the goals and the dreams and what you want to see yourself build financially. Take action on it. You know, and, and even if it says, don't wait, don't, don't wait, delay. don't wait. And that's something we talk about all the time. Start today, start today. So really start today. It doesn't have to be Monday. It doesn't have to be on your 60 or your 50th birthday or your 60th birthday. There's a lot of things that you can implement now without having to make more money that you could start creating automated systems so that you have are building towards, you know, uh, a financially secure future. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, I wish we had more time to continue on. Maybe we'll do another show on this, you know, to really explore um, the age between 50 and 100 mm-hmm. and really talk about that. And maybe we'll have some guests mm-hmm. that come in to, to share that, that have gone through those. I want to have there. Bill on. I'm going gonna, gonna to call Bill after here because I've been thinking about it. Oh, that'd Bill's, be great. Bill's oh, our, our client and a, and a friend of, of ours who's, well, who's. 83 years old and he's had I've had some amazing discussions with him about his relationship with money and what he's learned over his 83 years of life it'd be great so. to see yeah so, so we'll try to get him on the show but yeah, uh, if, 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 if you have an experience if you if you were to go back and to talk to yourself in a previous decade or previous decades we'd love to hear from you yeah. share with us share with us we would love to and we'll read them on the air in a future episode uh, so info at yeah, Capital so you can email Core. It. Can you say it again? Info at CapitalCoreFinancial.com. So, yeah, send them to us. We'd love to hear them and, and, and read them. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed the, the show today. Uh, Marissa and I enjoyed having this conversation. That was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. It really got me thinking about not just, you know, we always think about where we're at and where we want to be and we're not there yet and we're so hard on ourselves. But it was a nice perspective to think back to where we started and we're like, oh, yeah, we have grown up a lot. You know, or these are the things I have put, made changes on and improved on. So, you know, it's important, I think, to also acknowledge that and not all the time. Like, I want to be here. I want to be here. I've come. We've all come quite a far away. So we have. Yeah, it was a nice perspective. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So 
tune in next week and join us as we continue to have conversations with money. And in the meantime, have, have a, a wealthy, wealthy week. Thank you for tuning in this week. Please join Franco Calajuri and Marissa Sipolinski again for another edition of Conversations with Money next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wealthy week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.